Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. And there you go. You hate me? You're welcome. If I have to have that song in my head, you do too. Okay? I've had that song in my head now for 24 hours. Stop it. Literally, Graham and I looked at each other last night, and I started singing it for him, and he started yelling at me. Now he's got his head, and then I came into work today, and that song was again playing. And it may be about, I think for now, the worst of these earworms, albeit Fabricland commercial will... It uh, gives it a good run for the money. Two words. Hours of repeating never leaves your head. I'd like to, yeah, I'd like to talk. I'd li- <laughs> Two words repeated ad runs for 50 years. That's what you spell success, but it's simple. It is to the point. And it never, I'm going to be singing that all night with Baby Shark. So what is it about the songs? Like, what is it about them that make them so stickable, even when we hate them? Dr. Ira Hyman's a professor of psychology at Western Washington University as well. He uh, He's a, a music psychologist because of the work he does studying the effects of music on the human brain. Great to have you, doctor, because while your timing is impeccable, after the most annoying song that we just played, I think, you know, driving people nuts. You know, it's stuck in our heads again. It's even getting a serial named after. What is it about these things that get stuck in our head? Well, I mean, we have all sorts of uh, involuntary thoughts fairly frequently. Um, and songs are just one of those things because they're so lovely and repetitive and they've got a, a nice rhythm and rhyme pattern. Uh, that they can easily get going in someone's head if you've heard a song recently. And once they start, they tend to stick around for a while. Yeah, I mean, I, I like in the Fabricland ad. I don't think you have it down in the United States. It's an ad that has two words in it. Fabricland, Fabricland. It is possibly the most sublime and simple commercial on the uh, airwaves, and yet it gets stuck in your head for hours. Which I assume Fabricland would love to have that stuck in your head <laughs> it's, it's, it's not a bad problem to have, yeah. <laughs> right. From their perspective, it's a, a lovely, lovely thing to have happen. And, you know, I mean, that's that's the whole the whole goal of someone writing a piece of music is to actually have it, you know, that you hum along with it and you sing along with it. Um, and once you start those things, it might just continue once you stop singing as well, just in your head. Right. And so for the last 24 hours, I literally and because I have a very young child, baby shark is just part of my life. Um, and even the most. Un- yeah, it's, thank you very much. I'll get over it. I might come see you. Um, but, you know, we sing them even if we hate them. What is it about the body that reacts to something, even if it's annoying, by continuing to do it. In other words, singing it incessantly through the day. That's a really kind of interesting question, because one of the nice things, most of the songs that are stuck in your head are are songs that you actually like, because typically you get something stuck in your head because you were listening to it, or you heard it someplace, or you saw something that reminded you of it. And so we we typically listen to things that we, we like. 
Now, the joy of having small children is that you get to listen to all sorts of things, some of which you don't actually like. Um, And so those things are also, you know them well, they're catchy. You're very likely to have those replaying in your head. Um, So it's sort of a a give and take, right? For the most part, it's, it's things that we enjoy, but we sometimes get exposed and repetitively exposed to things that we don't like much, and those things can get stuck just as easily. Right. And so the work that you do, in part, is is studying the effects of music on the human brain. And so when your brain hears music, and often uh, I think the best example I can think of off the top of my head would be the little boy, the autistic boy listening to the symphony, and that piercing little, wow, as the music fades. It was obviously something that touched him very deeply, but obviously music affects us all. You know, how does like an earworm or that play on on the mind and the body? Well, I mean, it... it, it's interesting because it continues to play in, in your head in a way that some other thoughts don't, almost like in, in background mode, like you've got a radio going back there, um, so that you don't have to devote a lot of conscious effort to keeping that thing going, whereas other thoughts you have to work at to, to hold in your head and to, to focus on, so that I will sometimes have a song playing in my head and then come to realize that it's been playing back there for a while um, in, in kind of an interesting fashion. There is some hope for those of you with, with baby shark stuck in your head. You know, the <laughs> well, way my child's get, growing up. That's my get, hope. <laughs> <laughs> but the way to get one song out of your head is just to replace it with a different one, right? So play yourself something different or start humming something different. So Yeah, the problem is you turn the TV on and you hear baby shark again. It's like the song of the, yeah. the moment, you know. But do, do you think, is it in your mind or do you have any proof or, or research showing that companies, um, you know, they do all sorts of research on us and what will get our behaviors changed? So do they keep things simple, keep things repetitive? Do they design sounds so that we continually have them in our heads? You know, I'm, I don't know if they're, if they're that uh, thoughtful about it. You know, clearly most pop musicians have a good feel for this uh, in terms of, of what is kind of catchy. But even they're not perfect, right? Not every song that they try is a hit that's going to get stuck with people. Um, so I'm, I'm not confident that they're great at this, even though they're trying for it, because as someone who, who studies these sorts of things, we're not really clear about why certain ones get stuck more easily than others. Um, it does seem to be, you know, you have to know it decently. Um, I think a good looping quality to it makes it more likely to keep coming back. Hence the, um, yeah, like we've uh, seen yeah. jingles where it's kind of the same beat, the yeah. same phrase over and over, simple and catchy. Yeah, and it's really nice if they don't kind of finish on their own so that, you know, you, you don't get to an end point to it so that you just keep coming back around to the same piece over and over again. Why is it always the worst songs that get stuck in your head? I got to be honest. It's never the good ones. It's always the ones that you're like, oh, I hate that song. No, I think it's the other way around. It's it's almost always good ones when you actually survey people that are stuck in their heads. But really? when it is an awful one, it really stands out. And so you kind of notice and remember uh, okay. uh, the baby sense. sharks and uh, it's a small world. And uh, I never know, thought of that one. Thank you for that. Things. Oh, you're, you're, you're very welcome. Yeah. Do you want me to hum it for you a little bit? So no, no, because if, or... if you do that, doctor, I'll play the uh, Fabricland commercial. And I don't think you'll ever, uh, ever forgive me for that. It's not not the Canadian way to do things. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's interesting yeah. that, you know, I think we probably make more of a scene when reacting to the bad stuff. And that's why we notice Just it. So. Yeah, that's why we notice those is because that when that happens, it, it's really 
important and interesting and, uh, and annoying. But when it's something that you like in your head, you're like, oh, that's nice. And you kind of hum along with it and you're, you're happy about it. And so it's, it's not that bad of a thing um, when that's happening, which is your solution is to start humming something that you really like if you want to get the bad ones out of your head. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll put it to the test. So, doctor, I just want your thoughts on this. It's all I can give you. I have no money, but I give you my earworm. <laughs> well, I, I appreciated that. Um, luckily, since I've only heard it once, it probably won't get stuck um, because you do really need to know those fairly well. But if you're listening to that repetitively on the radio, I can see that you could be in trouble. Yeah. Well, there you go. It's been around for th- 30 years and it's all we ever hear. So interesting. Well, the data is interesting in how it uh, it does tend to affect our minds. And uh, next time I hear that earworm, I'll remember that... Um, I'm just noticing it because it makes me irate and angry. Thank you, Dr. Hyman. You're very welcome. I think he hates me. (laughs) That is uh, Dr. Hyman, who is a professor over at uh, Western Washington University. Here on Point, I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.